You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hey guys, welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I am your host, Danica. I'm Riley. Did we introduce ourselves last time? I don't know. I think we're pretty fucking rusty. Look, if you don't know who we are by now, go back to season one. (laughs) You got some time. So we hope you guys are doing fabulous. Riley has been very busy on the Patreon. You want to give him the uh, breakdown on all the stuff and the goods? Yes, we have our Patreon um, up and running. We have four or five different tiers, all named after things that you can do slash can get slash can be in a uh, strip club. Uh, We have a bunch of the visuals uh, from our podcast uh, on the second tier. We have a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and more content coming. Yes, Bradley was very creative with her names and they were very adorable and I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it also saved me a lot of trouble, so. Yeah, truly. It took, I would spend like 12 hours on it. It was a lot, but worth it. So you all, all need to go check that out. The link is in the Instagram bio at 50 plus a tip on Instagram. So make sure to head over there and go show your support. Yeah. We appreciate it so much. Otherwise, you can just find us at patreon.com forward slash 50 plus a tip. That too. (laughs) (laughs) Easy peasy. So what's new with you? Life updates, work updates, what's going on? I have been rather sick for the past week. I've taken some time off work. I just got kicked in the ass with a cold um, and I was bedridden for three or four days. I didn't have the spicy cough though. I took a COVID test and that was negative. Did you take COVID test? Oh, nice. Yeah. You can actually just get them from the pharmacy now. They give you five in a kit. Oh, wow. And you can just go pick them up at any time. You're entitled to one every 28 days. Oh, crazy. Um, so, yeah. And then, obviously, if it comes back positive, you just uh, self, like, you just quarantine. put it. Yeah, exactly. And then you just quarantine. So you just send them. Uh, you have the QR code that you can just put in that it came back uh, positive. Um, so, yeah, I don't have that. Um, and I'm feeling over the hill now. But, yeah, it knocked me on my ass. I haven't been sick in a long time. So it really, like, took me. I was just exhausted the entire time. Um, I'm not really one to kind of not work, but I just could not get out of bed. Yeah, I know. I tried to drag grass. I know. Repeatedly. <laughs> I was like, come for just an hour. I know, but there was just no way I was even getting, I was like not putting on any makeup. Like I felt so horrible. My nose was red and dry from like blowing it so much. It was not, as you can tell, my voice is like not quite uh, cured. But apart from that, I am back on track with my motorcycle license. I took my skills test on Sunday. I was feeling very sick and not very good to do it, but it was already booked in. So I dragged my ass up there. So I feel really, I've let it expire three times now. So I feel very good about this year. (laughs) (laughs) This is the year. This is the year I get my full for sure. Um, Other than that, work has been pretty good. Um, we've been, well, you've been working a lot, actually. You've been quite on track with it. I'm excited to get back into it. I do feel way more rejuvenized after our holiday and motivated to work. Yeah, Um, I I do too. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Life's been good. I've made it a point since coming back to Florida, from Florida to like, just put myself out there more with people because I'm, you know me, like I'm typically like kind of a hermit. I like to be what I like and like whatever, but I've been making more like brunch plans, seeing more people, seeing people from my past that I haven't talked to in a while. Like, um, yeah, just people that I kind of like meant to meet up with in COVID and like we'd be like, oh, let's go for brunch or let's go see a movie and it would constantly be like, oh, fuck, I can't now. So making a point to actually like set plans and like follow through and, and see people, which has been really nice, really nice reconnecting with old friends. Yeah. It gets you off my back for a little bit too. I'm, I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know as much of it takes you five minutes to reply. <laughs> um, so that's been good. And then, yeah, I've been working a fuck ton. Like I've just been like kicking my own ass. Cause, and I felt like a little like, ugh, like around the time you did too, but I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going. And it was so funny. I was giving a dance to this guy and I could not kick this cough. And I was oh, I hate that. <laughs> and I was like, I had my back to him and I, cause I was like trying to like hide the cough. Yeah, but I, could, you're like... I could just picture him probably see my back, like move, like, you know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like <laughs> contracting and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and he's no. like, this is part of the dance. And it was like, 
I was so embarrassing. And like, I was like, I'm so sorry. And I'd like laugh it off. But by like the fifth time that you cough in their face and say sorry, it's oh like, my God. Not, it's not laughable anymore. Um, so that was awkward. But yeah, that's why my voice is like extra raspy today as well. But no, it's been really good. I do. I feel like more motivated to work more than I was prior to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been good. I find like I've been very like well received coming back, so which yeah. is nice. Like uh, the new, the newer hair that I changed up and then I've like lost some weight. So I feel like I'm just like a new me. Yeah. And then I feel like, Oh, have I met you before? I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. New, uh, new hair, new me. Yeah, truly. Uh, so that's been nice. It's been like fun to be like, Fake new girl for a little, for this week. Yeah. I won't be able to pass it off. You got next that week, like sure. new new girl shine. Truly, but all the lines, all, all the lines. Somehow I have like ten years experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> on my first day, which has been fun. Uh, other than that, we had a gig. I can't remember when this was. Now it must have been last week or so. Maybe this, yeah, last week because this week just started. And we met like a really really lovely gentleman, and he was so nice and so generous. And there was so, I? Though? Yes, because he said you had potential. And I did. <laughs> and, and I you did. did. Oh my god! I okay. Yeah, those are one of those god, things. That feels like a lifetime ago. I know. Though. Yeah, it was like not even a week ago. I don't think. But um, but that was fucking hilarious. So doing a dance with him, and then he, <laughs> he was like taking off his jacket at one point. Do you remember this? <laughs> and he flung it. It like landed. Oh my god! Landed straight on my face. Landed straight over your head, like you're a fucking <laughs> coat rack. Oh my god, it was so... And then he didn't even blink. He just looked over and was like, mm. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, excuse you. And he just goes, it's Armani. <laughs> I was like... Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, it was so funny. I was dying. And then... And the things just men say. Like, one, the rude things they say, they don't even, like, check as rude. Like, yeah. the fact that he was like, you have potential to you. It's like... Yeah, he's like, you're really hot. You have potential. I was like, let me know what I can do. <laughs> Tips, tricks, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fact, like, back when they single out one person, you're really hot, and then turn to you, you got potential. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks, bro. Wow. <laughs> That's then, nice. Um, the fact that he was, like, <laughs> the fact that he was, like, I don't remember this, but he, like, had asked you to leave, <laughs> and then you were in the washroom. <laughs> and then he went to leave and you're like, bye, thanks so much. He was like, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh my god, he could not see me out that door quick enough. <laughs> he literally is almost like he like, literally physically kicked <laughs> you out. Like, get out. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. I wasn't even like goodbye, I was like, bye bye. Alright, well it's nice to see you too, my friend. <laughs> I'll work on my potential. That was so fucking funny. Uh, but also just, like, the fact that, like, men do this a lot. They'll be like, you're so beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, oh, <laughs> I'm not allowed to be beautiful. <laughs> I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> like, he was just like, oh, I'm so sorry, but you're just, like, your eye candy. As if it was, like, an insult. Yeah. And I get, like, maybe it's insinuating, like, I have nothing else to offer. Maybe. Maybe that's where his head thought I I took it. But I was like, no, you keep telling me I'm beautiful. Like, tell me more. <laughs> As you were. Keep going. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then do you remember also, um, we were sitting with some guys this past week as well, and that one guy was like, in, like being like, do you even read to me? Or like, have you read a book? Or something, something oh, like have that. have you read a book this year? And you were like, she's read 17. <laughs> <laughs> I like, truly, because I, I was, we were both at a table, um, you were talking to that guy and I was talking to his friend and I truly just like my ear popped out. I heard, I, I saw you and literally like, like slowly like Chucky book? doll head turn. And it was truly like the, uh, what is it, Street Fighter? Where it's like, oh. finish him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like truly what went through my mind and I was like, <sighs> she's read yeah. 17 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. No, Thank I you. was like, Mr. tell him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, no. Read. And you're like, she's read 17 <laughs> She won't tell you I will. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It was good. I appreciate that you're like my hype person. Oh even my god, I'm, like, I was I'm like, I'm so this. ready for this. Like, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Let's <Yes>. go. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, no, we have a lot of good times at work. I feel like work has been like really great lately. Money-wise, great too. But even just like the people we've encountered. Like I haven't encountered 
um, too many like shitty ones lately. Yeah. The only one I can think of was the guy that called you a really hot snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> that was not in my notes. Actually, I was not gonna bring that one. That was. <laughs> Do you think you look like I'm like I'm Kim K? Yeah. Like, <laughs> a really hot snuffleupagus. I do like that he and blew the really hot bar. to like pull up the picture of it. And I didn't even, I'll, I, like, I have a nose complex, so like, thanks. And he's like, no. And then he like zoomed into the, eye, the grainy eyes. eyeball and was like the big ass lashes. Honestly, he's not he wrong. He was not wrong. <laughs> it was funny. I was dying. That was funny. We liked him. Uh, no, the only time that I was like. Wasn't oh. this the guy that asked you if he had read a book? That's also the same thing I asked the book thing. Uh, no, the only time that I've been like, ugh, men, which is like saying something for like a two-week span of only once having to really feel that way. Um, I was going for a dance with this guy, and we were on our like second song. And I was like, do you want to go for, or we were on, finish our first one. I was like, do you want to go for a second one? And you can tell the days that I don't really feel like working and the days I do. Like some days, like I will just sit around and then – Men will ask me for dances. Like, I was sitting one day. You weren't there this day. I was sitting there one day. And this guy came out. He's, like, looking at me for so long. And I could just, like, I would just look back and, like, not even, like, change my face. I would just stare back and be, like, mm-hmm. Blink, blink. Blink, blink. And then I'd, like, turn back around. And then he finally came up. He's, like, hey, are you working? And I was, like, only when I have to. And he's, like, okay. He's, like, how much is a dance? And I told him. And he, so he's, like, okay, can we go? I was, like, mm. And you said, it's 50 plus a tip? Yeah. And I was, like, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> And then Stitcher I, and any other great podcast in the app. <laughs> wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and I I was like, um... And then he, like, slowly started slowly putting 50s down. He's like, can we go now? Can we go now? And I was like... Fine. <laughs> like, like, he was very lovely. Uh, oh, he actually messaged me about my dog yesterday, and I forgot to reply. Now that I think about it. He was like, how's your dog? I'm like... <laughs> Send more 50s. <laughs> Positive. Um, um, no, he was lovely. But um, this guy, we're on there. And so, like, you can tell when I don't want to work because I'll be like, I'll make them sell me a dance. <laughs> like, why should I take you for a dance? Do I have to take you for a dance? Do I really want to? Why should I take Why out of all the men that want dances should I take you? Um, and then also when I'm selling the dance, I'm much more like, are we doing another? Like, as if it's like, please don't make me do another. Yeah, as if yeah. it's like, we should do another. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Oh my God, don't make it stop. Yeah, this is so much fun. We're just getting started. Um, anyway, so then I was like, do you want to do another dance? And he was like, well, he's like, are you going to like do a bit more? Which is like every guy's fucking saying, yeah, right? Yeah, the fuck you want me to do backflip? Like, yeah, right on the right. unwrapped penis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was like, this is about all I got. Like, <laughs> but all the tricks. I can throw in a jazz handle too. Um, yeah, I got a great can can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, yeah, like this is pretty much it, yeah, dude. And he's like, this routine in reverse. Yeah. I can shuffle some things around, but it's gonna be the same. Yeah. <laughs> I can start facing backwards to forward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was like, like, can you like rub it? Ew. And I was like, what? And I'm like, no. And he's like, like just like with your hand a little bit. I was no. like, best I can do, <laughs> best I can do is turn away from you and like gyrate on your lap. How's that? <laughs> he's like, that's all. I'm like, best I can do. <laughs> and then I like, whatever, he left. And then I like walked past the girl. She's like, ugh. I was like, do you know him? She's like, he's such a creep. I was like, why didn't no one tell me? Yeah. Well, because he was putting 50s down then. And- no, a different guy. Oh. oh, my God. That guy was definitely not a 50 guy. Okay. No. Different guy. Uh, that was just a, a prelude story to tell you how lazy I am at work. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. He, um, and then it just put me in a weird mood all day. Like, I don't like that feeling of being expected to do more than I'm comfortable with. And then, like, yeah. and then being made to feel like you're less than because you're not doing it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, ugh, you're, don't come to strippers and ask for things that strippers aren't allowed to do. Yeah. If you want that, cool that you want that. Love the girls do it. You know, yeah. make your money. Go to where the, that is, like, actually expected. Yeah. You know? So anyways, just put me in, like, a black mood. I hate that. So that, but that was only one time in, like, two weeks, which is like, woof. Oh it's like a good week for me. Yeah. I, uh, so we were working together and this bachelor party came in. And they were quite the group. Um, <laughs> they were honestly a lot of fun. 
Uh, and I think I took almost every single one of them for a dance. But at one point, they were all sitting on this sort of lounge uh, bench seat. And so I came up to them and I just popped down. So I was at eye level with them and I was balancing um, sort of crouched down so that my legs made a bit of a tabletop. And the bachelor that was standing next to me uh, decided to sit on the floor next to me. And so I just met her just so embarrassing. Why? I know, just like he's in this full, like tooly skirt and just like goes to like sit on the floor next to me. Um, And so I jokingly like tap my thighs, like, oh yeah, like jokingly. Yeah, you can sit on me. And so you would think that either these guys would laugh it off or you would go to sit on my lap but keep your weight up. And that's what this guy thing would do. Yeah, this guy just sits on me like full weight. And of course, <laughs> my legs are at a 45 degree angle. And so I just topple the fuck over. And all of his friends are like, the fuck did you actually sit on it for? Like, <laughs> like why? And also like you are like legit 70 pounds soaking wet. So like as a grown ass human, like even I wouldn't like see you there and be like, <laughs> truly. <laughs> <laughs> but like this grown ass drunk man I'm pretty sure he's wearing tutu if I remember correctly yeah yeah tutu man decided to like squish like squash yeah. you he's just like oh you look sturdy like <laughs> I don't think anyone would ever describe you as sturdy <laughs> yeah you're this building a brick would. house and he would be wrong <laughs> as we now know uh, too funny men are just wild they were honestly a hoot though they worked for some sort of uh, video filming production company um because one of his dears was to add five random people on instagram or facebook or something so i said that he could add my dancer instagram um and then i saw that he worked for this uh production company and i was like oh this is your company and he's like oh fuck and i was like i'm gonna leave you the best review yeah this don't company- go around this guy he squashes you <laughs> <laughs> he will squash you <laughs> This guy, this company made the most professional videos for my paid site, like <laughs> insinuating that they did a bunch of porn for me. <laughs> Best corn I've ever yes. seen. <laughs> so professional. <laughs> he only jerked off once while filming. <laughs> <laughs> did cleaned up after himself. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten would hire again. <laughs> ten out of ten do recommend. Oh man, yeah, that guy was a hoot. Um, okay, that's all you guys get for our life and work updates, mostly because we have nothing else <laughs> to share. Truly. <laughs> but we were very busy on the Instagram this week. Last episode that you and I spoke, we talked about a listener question that came in regarding starting dancing in her 30s and how, she, how to feel about that and, and how it would kind of be perceived. And that's something that I've talked to you about, especially because I'm in my 30s. Getting back into the swing of things, I go to the club, everyone's fucking 20. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I even joked, I was like, I'm a decade older than these bitches. You know, like, that TikTok was like, do I look weird? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hot than these little bitches. <laughs> like, it's literally me at the club. So I opened up to Instagram world and I re- t- re- reposted a TikTok I saw where a woman was talking about dancing in her 30s and how dancing at that, you know, in quotes, older age um, had a lot of, like, benefits to it. So... A lot of people respond to the story with their own feelings on being, you know, mature dancers. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to run through a few of them because I think it's important to give voice to this. And I think it's important for people to hear um, that not everyone in the industry is 20 and, you know, doe-eyed and, like, naive. So, first one. A lot of guys get way, way more comfortable when I tell them I'm 32. It's like they feel less pervy because I'm not young. 41 and running circles around most 20-somethings. Started at 1922, quit for 15 years, went back with all the knowledge of what to do and not do after working for a large bank and having a family, got divorced, lost weight, ended my financial career, and went back to the club. I make five times more now than I did at the bank and work on average of two days a week. Most of my clients are older, some are younger, but don't even know it because my age never comes up. I feel like my age always comes up, though. I think that also has more to do with the fact that you look very young. You, th- I feel like I get such a range when people guess my age, though. Although, we did have a customer this this last week who thought I was the younger one. Bless him and his eyesight. 
Wow. No, he didn't. You're he just telling me how this, eh? Tell the people. It happened. This one, one man. Wow. How dare you? Right. Um, but no, I feel like I just get such a, ra- a range. I get anywhere between like 22 and 30. Yeah. I, um, depends how dark it is. <laughs> <laughs> how much I've slept in the last week. Truly. The next one here. I've had customers tell me that they don't even like talking to the girls younger than at least upper 20s because that's the absolute youngest because it feels like talking to a child. Almost all my club idols are the 30 plus hotties. I also think people who start later don't get caught in the drama as much, but that's just from what I've seen. Which, personally, I think I can attest to as well. Like, coming back to the club, a lot of the older dancers post-COVID haven't really come back yet. So it's a lot of, like, 20-year-old girls in the change room. Don't know any of them. And I just don't fuck with them. And they don't talk to me happily. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so, and then I just watch them throughout the night. And I watch their, like, emotional roller coaster of, like, I hate this bitch. I love this bitch. I hate them. I love him. And I'm, like, I'm exhausted watching your teenage hormones still exist. Like, <laughs> running rampant in the club yeah like, truly yeah it's uh I'm definitely glad that I'm I don't involve myself in the drama another person said here I think a big issue we need to get over is worrying about our age I started dancing at 24 and stopped due to COVID at 29 I felt like I could lie about my age I felt like I should lie about my age even at 27 but all of my favorite dancers and the top selling girls were 27 to early 40s it's an issue. If we all keep lying about our age, it just perpetuates us thinking we all need to keep lying about our age. Most of the hotties you think are 25 are actually 30-something. It's true. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, I am way more confident in the club at 30 than I was at 24. A lot of the men think I'm 25. Lights are dim and they're drunk. <laughs> I love that. This was my number one fear of starting at 26, and after almost a year now, I'm so glad I didn't start any younger. I'm able to maneuver and manage situations so much better now than I would have in my early 20s. Once I realized most of the girls I work with were my age, it was so reassuring, and I had never had a single customer complain about my age. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we've always talked about as well, that we wish that we started younger, but I will say this industry ages you. It does not make you more mature. Yeah, that's actually a really good thing we should have a discussion on because mm-hmm. um, that is a weird kind of dynamic of, of a strip club that you see a lot of shit yeah. and it ages you, but I don't know if it always helps you mature, mature properly. Yeah. I think that I think that's a very like... Um, I think it can. Dependent on the person, yeah, yeah. And how they decide to like deal with trauma and stuff. Um, but that's a very interesting concept. I will write that down for a future episode. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I I'm editing all, all this evening. and no one knows ever came from you. <laughs> um, and I agree though. Um, I definitely yeah, agree that I'm, the way I maneuver situations now in my 30s as opposed to I did with my 20s mm-hmm. um, is, is vastly different. Also, you're so much smarter with money when you're older as well. Truly, yeah. Like, I don't know, if I started younger, I don't think that I would even have anything to show for it even though that's why mentally I wish I had started younger yeah and I think that's like the I wish I had more years in the industry mm-hmm. but not started younger Do you know what I mean like I wish I was yeah. mentally where I am now but Back, more yeah. years here you know what I mean <laughs> yeah don't we all Thank you for posting about this. I just started. I'm 27 and have been a little depressed wishing I started earlier because I love it so much. This is so comforting and reassuring. Yeah and I think that stems from a, the idea that you have such a finite time in the industry which I think this is actually showing that you don't so I feel like a lot of the responses say I wish I started younger so I had more time in the industry without realizing that actually the more time in the industry could just go longer as opposed to start like sooner yeah Yeah. no I agree I'm gonna end on this one because I really like what they said here I started stripping at 31 Part of me wishes I started earlier because I love it so much, but my confidence and convictions are so much higher in my 30s than they were in my early to mid-20s. I can hold my own when it comes to my boundaries, and rejection just doesn't get me like it would have back then. I never lie about my age. People have to start realizing that women don't just melt as soon as they hit 30. We all have our own path, and everyone's is different. Some are shorter, longer, quicker, slower, and they're all valid. Just remember that most of the things you regret in your life are the things you didn't do. So prophetic. Mm-hmm. A great one to end on. And th- I think that that's exactly how I feel. Um, I'm very much, I, I mean, I've always been very strong well, I was strong with my entire life, even as a young person, and I always had thick skin, but it's increased as I've aged and how I've become more confident in who I am and where I stand and what I do and don't want. And also maybe because I have 
you know, more financial freedom as I've gained, as as I've gotten older and I've I've saved up a lot of money that like I am more confident saying no to things I'm not Mm -hmm. comfortable with or telling people to go fuck themselves. Um, So I think think it's a good combination of all those things that like people, I remember when I first turned 30, people were, so many women were like, your 30s are better than your 20s. Like don't fuck it what society says, fuck it what media says. Like it is. And like I I am feeling that in the last like few years of like just feeling more like, yeah, just owning myself more, I guess, in my 30s. I remember I watched a, uh, like, I want to say documentary. It wasn't really a documentary. It was just sort of this analysis about what the perfect age is. Hmm. And I think it was 32 or 33. Is like that you're set of who you are. You are somewhere in your career that feels, you know, viable. Um, you're not like sort of. But you still have so much like forward. Yeah. If it makes sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. It didn't make sense because I stumbled across my words. No, I I had. But you get the idea. So apparently, like twenty three hours a day with you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I agree though. I think like, yeah, you're you're at a better place in your career. You're at a better place financially. You've at that point you've kind of like curtailed your friend group to people you really truly care about Mm -hmm. who are more aligned with what you want for your future. At least speaking for myself, that's more the case. I still got to cut out a few. Yeah. But <laughs> something to look forward to for us. <laughs> but no, I uh, I love all the friends I have. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to get some. Uh... <laughs> Please they don't listen to this. <laughs> they listen religiously. Um, no, but yeah, I think you're just, yeah, more secure in who you are and where you are in life. Um, at least for myself, being being in my 30s has been the best so far. Mm-hmm. Wish I had the skin I had in my 20s. I love the boobs in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hair is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we did another Instagram poll, and this one actually came about because I had a listener send in a DM regarding how and when to tell a person you're dating that you're a sex worker. Now, this is something that you and I have talked about at length. We've talked about it with guests. We've talked about it in our personal lives. We've talked about it with friends. Dating is, whether you want to be or not, it's a huge part of your life, whether you're dating or whether you're not dating. It's just this kind of something we all kind of struggle through. And unfortunately, it seems sex workers are struggling even more. It has such an impact on our, our sex lives and our romantic lives mm-hmm. that you just can't escape the topic. So I'm going to read the listener DM. I'm going to tell you what my kind of response to it was, and then I want to hear your response, and then we're going to share... Um, there were Instagram responses from the listeners. So the listener DM goes like this. I think I found the best way for me anyway to tell people on dates that I'm in the adult entertainment industry slash a sex worker. I never know how to say it or when. So anyways, I thought I'd share this with you so you can share it with your listeners. So after a few dates, you tell the person, I'm going to tell you something about me and your reaction will tell me everything I need to know about you. That allows them to think about their response because they don't want to be perceived as an asshole and also would get them to think about their own preconceived ideas about sex workers and where those came from. Because the threat of someone saying, your reaction will tell me all I need to know about you is scary enough for their own ego that they'll take that step back and really think before they speak. And if they like you and don't want to lose you, they'll also act accordingly. And if not, well, why would you date them anyway? But I'm prepared to give people the benefit of the doubt when they are thrown such a information without warning at least there's a warning this time so I understand her logic Mm -hmm. my issue is having that kind of disclaimer to someone being like you know here's the test and if you choose the wrong one I'm out I feel like it's almost like opening up people to manipulate you it's like saying, you know, here's a blue pill, here's a red pill. If you take the red pill, you're not going to fuck me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like it's, it's, and, like, realistically, like, I kind of think she's giving people, and I believe she's, like, a cis female heterosexual, so she's dating men. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, a problem right there. <laughs> that I think she's giving them too much credit. Mm-hmm. That they're going to be like, wow, like, this is a really important question she's asked me I need to really think and like I'm gonna like do some metacognitive ability here and like think about why I think this way and like where do these stem from and I'm gonna give her my I'm gonna bear my soul on my true innermost thoughts and 
feelings on this topic. And like, I think, and she's saying she's doing this, you know, um, after a few dates. So like, you're still not really knowing this person that well mm-hmm. yet. Um, I probably wouldn't go about it this way. If she said it works for her, that's great. If it works for other listeners who hear this and want to try it, awesome. Glad it helped you. Not the way I would do it personally, but what are your thoughts on it? I feel two ways about this idea. On one hand, I completely understand wanting to give um, someone the benefit of the doubt because unfortunately in our society, sex work is not the norm and it can be quite quote-unquote shocking uh, to people. Um, But I don't like that it requires a disclaimer. I feel like the idea of sitting down in any expert in any um, aspect, either by saying, you know, I'm going to tell you something and your reaction is going to tell me something or um, saying it even out of context of something that isn't, uh, you know, hey, what do you do for work? Puts on this pressure and uh, perpetuates the idea that this is something that needs needs a disclaimer and needs to have a certain weight to it that isn't just, hey, this is my job, this is what I do for work. Mm-hmm. And so, again, and this, I, I'm definitely not perfect at that. I've definitely, you know, told people by kind of warning them or maybe hyping myself up that this is something to kind of be shared and it can be shocking. Um, so I'm definitely not innocent of that. But at the same time, I, I don't think it's healthy for our industry to... You, you've made it a big deal now. And so the other person now thinks it's a big deal because it's something that they needed to be sat down and told about as opposed to just having it brought up like, hey, this is my job, this is what I do. And then if you judge their reaction, and when you've said it very much nonchalantly, I feel like you would get a better read on someone because now they have to kind of be taken aback. And again, I understand wanting to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's the norm yet. Unfortunately, there is a bunch of stigma attached to it. People have questions and people have preconceived notions. So, you know, I think it's fair to allow someone to digest that information and then come back with um, any questions they may have, comments they may have, um, and stuff like that. But to sit down and warn somebody about it, I don't think gives justice to the fact that it's just a job. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I I do agree with you. Having a conversation, starting out being like, I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already adding such gravity yeah. to that conversation that, like, you've already now cast this idea over it that this is something to take very seriously. Um, when realistically, it's just a job. It, it should be that kind of conversation. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, you know, in private equity. Oh, I'm a stripper. Like, it it shouldn't be. And then, and then also, I think, too, like, yeah, if, if you don't, prepare someone for it because you shouldn't have to um how they respond if they're like oh god yeah I mean like it's like okay that was their feeling like clock that (laughs) like uh so yeah but we did open it up to the Instagram polls because we wanted to hear how other people are handling these kind of conversations and we got a lot we we're gonna share quite a few we had to discard quite a few because there was Y'all so really want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot. So the, the question was, how and when do you tell the person you're seeing that you're a sex worker? Before we even go out, I'm not ashamed of my job and it's not fair to hide it at any point. Right away before we meet, I'm very open about my occupation. If they have a problem with that, oh well. I gauge their perception on the matter before I start seeing them. You're with it or bye. Before even seeing them, I'm up front from the start. Immediately. No time to waste. Either they accept me or get the fuck out. In the intro, nothing to hide. Like I said, like I said at any other job, hey, I'm a stripper. What's up? Mm -hmm. I tell people right away. If they have any hesitations or weird comments, I move on. Right away. Don't want to be the emotional attached in case it's a bad reaction. Right away. If you feel you have to wait, you're dating the wrong person in my opinion. Straight up, right off the bat. If they don't like it, no biggie. I'll move on. It's not a match. I tell them when I first meet them and go off their reactions. As soon as I feel comfortable, usually on the first date. If they're not cool with it, red flag. Sometime in the first date. I'll always tell them up front. Weeds out the bad apples pretty quickly. 
If they either hate it or are way too into it, it's a no from me. Indifference is the best in my opinion. I'm now super upfront about it. If they react shitty, then I know fast. No time to waste. If the energy feels good, almost immediately. If it doesn't, never. The first date. If they're judgmental or close-minded, you wouldn't want them anyway. Right off the bat. Minimizes disappointment if they're insecure or whorephobic. And then I told my partner on the first date and just asked him how he felt about sex workers. I told him straight away. Knew I was a sex worker, full service sex worker, and supports me. And now engaged. He also drives me and picks me up from the strip club. Came to the decree march with me in, in, I assume Indiana. I think it's Indiana, yeah. Indiana too. Um, he's biased. So he has, he has a go at it as well. Seeing the money I was making, love that. She recruited him. Yeah, yeah. I'm generally upfront about it. If they don't like it, they can fuck off and not waste my time. But currently, I have a girlfriend, and she's amazing and understanding. As soon as possible. If a man has an issue with sex workers, no amount of time will change that. Told my partner, partner on the first date, we're still together after nine years. I just tell them up front and watch, watch how they react. It shows you pretty quickly if they're worth your time. I try to say it right away or at least the first week, if not the first day. Weeds out judgmental people. I've never had any issues. I either say immediately or up to two months max. No one cares about, the, about except the worst type of men I had no business trying to date anyway. They cared more about COVID. It's literally not difficult to have, date a sex worker. It's difficult to date closed-minded men. Immediately to gauge, the, gauge their reaction. It's hard enough to date a sex worker. Don't need extra challenge of big horophobia baggage. It's a deal breaker, and I'm if it's a deal breaker, and I'm proud of who I am. So it's one of the first conversations I have with them. Immediately, but queer folk, t- folk tend to be more understanding. Whenever we talk about careers, otherwise it feels like I'm telling someone because I'm afraid they'll judge, which is kind of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And then a joke answer: I pick people for money. What do you do for work? Love that. I wait it out usually and judge their character first. Usually their second date. I just kind of let them know and then ask, let them ask questions. When I'm drunk and ain't scared of co repercussions. <laughs> I've definitely been guilty of that. <laughs> Once I know I'm interested in them, but not too long into it so I don't waste my time. As, or, the other person said, as soon as I decide I like them and want to continue spending time with them. After they get a sense of your overall personality, but before you agree to be in a relationship. My dating history as a sex worker has been friendships that blossomed into romance. Or... Another person said, it's better when they meet you as one or they already knew you were a sex worker when meeting. I tell them I'm a traveling nurse to humor myself before I tell them the truth and they, and they not respect it. I stopped dating because previously the guys would convince me to quit and I'd get, in quotes, get a real job. And no way would I ever quit something so financially lucrative for love. But I tend to tell the guy I'm dating within a month to save myself from time wasted. I stay single for fear they'll use it against me at some point. I don't tell them... I haven't fully told them the extent of what I do. It's been months now. Never, never have, never will. It's always too early or too late to admit it safely. I don't take that risk. I keep both lives private and have two different lives and he will never find out I'm a sex worker. So there is like quite the range there of immediately to never. Yeah, and I think like what we can take away from that is that it's very like personalized. Like it's very up to you. And not only is it like, a you thing, but it's like, who are you dating? Like, if you got good vibes from the person right away, you could, maybe these people feel comfortable telling them right away. If you're kind of like still feeling that person out, yeah, maybe don't tell them ever. Yeah, and I think this has a lot to do with how out you are as a sex worker as well. I mean, this person at the end who said, you know, I keep two lives private and he'll never find out. I wonder, you know, do their friends even know or are those lives just fully separate? And Mm -hmm. of course, if you're dating someone and bringing them in with your square friends, of course you don't want them spilling the beans that you're a sex worker. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, I definitely answer from a point of privilege where I, you know, I guess privilege in one hand and, you know, not privileged by the other that I'm out as a sex worker Um, because, you know, we get the brunt of the, uh, the shame, but also we're in a position where we can be out and, you know, safe. Right. Um, and so I can only answer from that point of view. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think, I know we had a shit ton of people write in, which mm-hmm. I always love. I love how much you guys want to talk with us and share your stuff and share your stories. It's always nice to read through them. And we try to share as much as we can on the podcast, um, but we do get a lot of responses, so we have to narrow it down a bit because it will be an entire episode of us just reading off our, our messages. But 
yeah, I think it's, I think the nice thing, yeah, the takeaway there is that you're, there's no wrong or right way to do it. Um, and you know what? Like, you're not obligated to do the same way each time. Go on a mm-hmm. date with a guy, try telling him, read that reaction. If it made you kind of feel like, oh, maybe I don't want to disclose that so soon next time. Next time, maybe don't disclose it so soon. Um, but yeah, you don't owe anyone, you know, an explanation or, or really anything. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the day, it's just a job. And even though it comes with stigma attached to it, it should be treated as a job. And I think that for me personally, if you announce it like that, you know, as, as one of the listeners said too, you would say like any other job, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sex worker, you mm-hmm. know, then you're not adding that gravity to the job where there should be no gravity. Mm-hmm. And you're also getting a candid reaction of the person. Yeah, no, I agree. Thank you guys for um, all those, all mm-hmm. those comments. Uh, we always appreciate hearing from you. Speaking of hearing from you, we have some listener questions, comments. I only pulled out, I think, like maybe just one or two, because um, we had a lot of a lot of stuff to go over to this episode. But uh, this one says, "I am a 34 and nervous to start dancing. I take pole lessons, and there are a handful of dancers I take classes with. I would like to talk to them about going to a club, but I'm waiting until it comes up more organically, so they don't feel as though I'm just trying to get info." I generally like them. I don't know. I've always had insecurities when it comes to other women. So dot, dot, dot. Thanks for sharing this. She carried on um, with regards to the post, the um, retweet or repost of the TikTok. Yep. She responded to that one. Thanks for sharing this. I hear often how there are women who have been stripping for decades and are in their 40s, but not really for those who actually started in their mid-30s. So... She was appreciative that it was, like, mm-hmm. actually starting late, not just carrying on late. Yeah. Uh, the comment regarding taking pole lessons with someone, how do you approach them? You know, you like these dancers. You see them at the pole classes. You're nervous to start dancing. You want to talk to them about how to get going in a club. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you kind of navigate that kind of conversation? Um, any, any advice on, on engaging that conversation? Yeah. Um, you said that you like them, so I'm assuming for this question that you already have some type of rapport with them you've talked to them you've chatted them you're taking the same classes together um my suggestion would be to uh ask one of them that you feel closest to or you feel would be more most open with you um to lunch just be like hey can i take you for lunch um i would love to get to know you better first of all um i would also like to ask you some questions about dancing if you're comfortable with that you know, like, don't try and spring uh, a bunch of info questions on you, if, especially if that's not what you're comfortable with. Um, but, you know, make it about them. Treat them to lunch. Um, and then see, ask them if they'd be willing to answer questions, you know. And, and let them know that before going on the lunch so that if they don't want to share information with you for any reason, then you haven't cornered them into a lunch to do so. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good way to do it. Um, you know, hey... Love seeing the classes. Um, I know, like, you're a dancer. I love that. I'm actually really curious about it. And if you have the time, I'd love to get to know you better um, and take you out for a lunch. And if you're comfortable with it, like, pick your brain about the industry. Um, but, yes, definitely you. there should be some kind of monetary or something exchange because dancers have gained the knowledge they had the hard way. Like, they've mm-hmm. worked in the industry to learn that. So... It's just like you buying um, you know, a, a work a work class or like a, a workbook or something, right? Now you have like a living, breathing one in front of you, and just because the human doesn't mean you shouldn't appreciate what the their value. Mm-hmm. So even if it is just you paying for the lunch and asking where they want to go, and then getting the bill for their time and they're and they're giving them knowledge to you, um, I think that's a really nice gesture that shouldn't be over overlooked. Yeah, and I yeah I do want to um, again repeat the fact that. Don't ask them for lunch, and then once you're there, mm-hmm. ask them about questions. No, yeah, know? definitely let them know. What yeah, their give them a are. bit of a warning that that is your intention. Yeah. I think both, like, I mean, you guys will both appreciate it, and it will go much smoother. Yeah, and because I've had, I've had a, like numerous times, people have asked me to go for lunch or whatever dinner, like women, and then once we're there, like pretty early on, they're like, "Hey, I actually want to ask you about sex work. Or actually, yes, I really want to get into the clubs." And I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. You were just trying to, like, get to know me so I could, like, help you make money. Yeah. Like, that's how it felt. And I was like, oh, okay, did you just try to, like, blame me? Like, this is weird now. 
so I definitely do think like giving them a heads up if that's your intention is mm-hmm. is appreciated for sure. Yeah. The last one here also kind of relating to the previous uh, TikTok repost regarding older women quotes working in the clubs. All your responses have made me feel so much more confident. Now my next battle is overcoming what people might think of me. I get really worried about people I know finding out and seeing me working. Have you answered this question before? So I want a little more clarity. So I, I, I messaged them back and said, we've discussed this concept a lot throughout the podcast and on other shows that we've been guests on, but there's value in us repeating it again as the podcast for newer listeners in the future episodes. But let me ask you this. What are you worried about exactly? Why does them finding out slash seeing you worry you? What implications do you think it may have? Mm-hmm. They respond with, I'm worried of what they might think of me and to judge me as a mom. Most people have the idea in their head that to be a stripper, you must be struggling or doing really bad in life. I don't think that. But people assume that about like the industry, don't you think? So I'm worried that they will think that about me. And it's stupid because I'm really good placed in life, especially financially. I just want my own money and weirdly the hours of stripper work well and the potential to only do a couple of shifts and make good money. Also, some family members worry me. I have two boy cousins who are young and very much in the clubbing scene and for them or their mates to see me worries me a lot. I would ask yourself um, why it would bother you if people thought that you were struggling, I guess, if that's their connotation that they have with strippers. And if you don't think that, then isn't that more of the reason to get into a dancer to change the perception of people around you that that's not what a stripper is? Um, As far as your boy cousins go, um, if they're younger and stuff, I think that you need to have a discussion with yourself about how open you want to be as a stripper and I think that the best way to do that is to let them know that you're going to be working at this club um, once you have one if you're comfortable with doing that so that nobody has an awkward encounter of them coming in you know and then it's kind of in their court if they're if they're going to tell their mates and their mates are going to come in like that's to do with their own immaturity or the fact that they've always had crushes on you Um, but yeah I think that if you're, if you're going to become a stripper, you have to understand that there is stigma associated with it. And either you can not do it for fear of having that stigma on you, or you can start changing perceptions of people around you. Yeah. And that's not easy, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and God knows it's not easy um, because you're never going to get rid of that stigma and you're not going to change the world, but you are, could change like the world around you yeah. and, and, and change the circle around you and how you feel about them knowing. Um also, like, there are so many ways to work at a club and have people not recognize you. Like, you can put on wigs. You can, you know, cover your tattoos. You can change your eye color, wear contacts. You can, you know, you have a different name. Like, you can wear, if you don't usually wear glasses, put on glasses so it, like, hides a bit more of your face. Um, you could try to dance somewhere that's, like, an hour or so away that mm-hmm. people might not be frequenting as much or be a travel dancer and just dance when you're out of town. You said you're a mother, so that might not be as feasible for you, but... You know, it's something to look into. Um, there are ways to kind of like negate that. Um, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I think that's why it was important to ask her, you know, what are you worried about? Yeah. Like, what is, when you really like think about it, like, why are you worried? Like, what, what implications, what repercussions are you worried about? Um, if it is like a family member coming in and seeing you, yeah, Look work outside of your hometown or change your look or whatever. Um, if it's, worried that when people do find out you're a stripper, they're going to think you're financially not doing well. Um, which is funny because I would think the opposite. When I find someone's in sex work, I'm like, they are probably bawling. You know, <laughs> like, know that we make good money? So yeah. I'm like, okay, damn, they're, they're bawling. Um, but I understand this is an outsider perspective and maybe they have that view. But yeah, like why does that bother you? Why does your financial standing and people knowing it um, mean so much to you? And I think mm-hmm. that's something that like obviously societal issue where we constantly put such pressure on people to be making the most money and to show people that you're making the most money. Um, also, I would like to say, and I and I don't mean this like any with any harm, but if you are worried about having the stigma of sex workers put on you, then you shouldn't be in the industry. Like, mm-hmm. it's unfair to want to be in the industry without any of the you know, repercussions of being in the industry. Like we've all had to deal with whole We've all had to deal with the stigma of working as a dancer, as a 
full service sex worker, whatever you're doing. And so to want to come into the industry and benefit off it without taking any of the pitfalls is just like the industry is not for you. Yeah, it's very true. And it also adds more to the problem because mm-hmm. now you're dealing with internal uh, horophobia yep. and internal stigmatization. Um, and you're, yeah, you're kind of adding to, to the issues, but, um, and that, yeah, that's a, that's a talk you have to have with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I have such negative, strong feelings towards sex worker? And why do I want to enter in an industry that I am not proud of being in? Um, because not only is it not fair to all of us in the industry who have had to go through a lot of hardships and are still proudly like supporting other sex workers, um, and being allies to other sex workers, but I feel like, and maybe this is just me, if I felt like I hated the job I was doing or I hated what society thought of the job I was doing, I think that would wear the, me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would, I, I couldn't help but internalize that kind of, like, self-hatred. And we've seen it before. We've seen girls who constantly talk shit about how girls are whores and... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. nothing but a dumb stripper and then come into the industry mm-hmm. wanting nothing yeah. scathed on their back. Um, we've seen and girls... And then they listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we've seen girls come into the industry where their best friends talk shit about Ugh, strippers yeah. or sex workers um, and they don't do anything to stop it. Like, now you're bagging on what your so-called best friend does. Like, do you not yeah. have an issue with that? Yeah. And we've also seen girls that have done the job or in the industry and the first thing that they do is turn around and call someone a dumb whore you know Mm -hmm. like if you are not willing to have that stigma put on you you do not deserve the benefits of our job full stop period (laughs) on that note (laughs) it's very true I, Mm -hmm. I you know I agree with everything that you're saying um but that is gonna be it for this episode because we have other things to do today, we are going to go record another episode with a really exciting guest that you guys are going to absolutely love next week. Um, we already love them, and you guys are going to love them after you hear everything they have to say, and they're going to give us a different take on the industry. So make sure to listen to that coming out on Wednesday. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can get Mm -hmm. a podcast. Um, Find us at Twitter, at twitter.com forward slash 50 plus a tip. Patreon again, patreon.com forward slash 50 plus a tip. Um, You can find us at Instagram. Yep, find us on Instagram, 50 plus tip on Instagram or email at 50 plus tip at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs, question, comments. Keep your eyes out. I'm going to put up some more polls. I know you guys mm-hmm. love sharing your opinions and your thoughts on stuff, and we love hearing them. So make sure to get on the Instagram and make sure you keep up to date on the stories that I'm posting because we want to hear from you. We love to hear from you guys. As always, have a, a wonderful week. And happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye.